0: Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe, and welcome back. Thank you. Connor, you you missed last week. I did miss last week, I think. I don't know if you said that on the show. I didn't listen to last week's show. I mentioned briefly what yeah, why you were in Seattle. Yeah. Was a nice visit. Um sad reason to go there, but good to be around family and to experience yeah, or to celebrate the life of my grandma with them. For the people who didn't hear last week, you you were at your grandma's funeral. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Good to be there. Good to be have done that. Good to be back again. I missed. I missed all of last week, and um, to get back kind of to business, you had an interview. There was one interview last week that we talked about a lot. That yeah, set up in I mentioned advance. this as
1: well. That it was a shame that you weren't here because we spoke about what what not having um, something like a, a full time contract. Will do for your longevity, namely that it's thirty percent more likely if you don't have that full-time contract. If you if you're working in precarious work, that that you'll die early.
0: Right? It's that serious. Tend to die early. A thirty percent higher chance that you I, will I die early
1: if you're not if come if you com, if you move from standard work or sorry if you move from precarious work to standard work. So if you improve your working situation, the conditions that you're working in, the likelihood that you'll die early goes down by 30 percent
0: as someone who is working in precarious work i think most journalists out there would that's that's the job Mm -hmm. it's precarious for all sorts of reasons yeah what was the suggestion change it's got to be change jobs so i should
1: well that's yeah i i asked that question to nuria matia santander Uh, of the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, what I should do if I'm in precarious work. And she said, yeah, change your job, obviously. But she also had a a message for the employers out there. Change the conditions. And not only the employers, the governments, the international institutions. This is a really important thing. She mentioned the United Nations, and it's one of the sustainability goals by 2030, to eradicate this,
0: get this out of our world. Change Mm -hmm. the conditions
1: that we're working in because it's killing us.
0: Yeah, I think that's something most of our listeners out there would probably agree with, that a, 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 a more, I was going to say sustainable, that's not the right word, a, 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 safer, a safer working environment or one that feels safe where, your, um, where the stability of your job and your financial stability both kind of remain, I don't know, on track or they feel like they're on track. That's probably better. Yeah, uh, ties in somewhat to one of the studies we're going to talk about now, Um, Going back to financial stability and really to a daydream, I think most of us have had at some point, whether you've bought a lottery ticket or you're just hoping for a windfall somehow, a rich benefactor to come your way. Mm. I think that's something all of us have sort of hoped will happen. I
1: have a feeling this ties in with an email that we got from Brent. Brent North.
0: Yeah. Mm. Brent uh, is one of our longtime listeners, emails us frequently. And in this case, I'm wondering... Because the lead author of the study was based in the same city that he is. If there was like some, not, not, not a direct connection, but maybe it popped up in a local newspaper or mm. some local news on this one. And it was about what people do when they suddenly in, inherit money unexpectedly. Hmm. Uh, and I wasn't all that, I, I was, we get a lot of emails with a lot of study suggestions. Wasn't necessarily going to move on it. But then the same week I was on the, the German, a German subreddit. So on Reddit, but in German, it was the uh, Finanzen, where they discuss financial things. And this hey. study is,
1: what would you do if you were given $10,000? Is that correct? Is that
0: $10,000, yeah. Yes. You're given
1: $10,000, what do you do? And they, these scientists looked into what people would do?
0: That was the question. What yeah. do people actually do Okay. when they get a windfall? And yeah, it was a weird coincidence because on this German subreddit, this guy got 600,000 euros, and he said he was feeling, quote, unquote, overwhelmed. It's like, well, that's it. It's a good reason to feel overwhelmed. Is he still overwhelmed or has he spent the 600,000? He was asking for financial advice. He uh, he's going to throw it into something this fintech company basically Trade Republic is its name. It's an app and they give you 4% returns on the money you throw in there and he's like, "What what should I do with it to make my money back?" And so here's a guy who's taken 600k and investing it. And that's one thing that people might do when they suddenly inherit money, but what do most of us do? That was that was the question of a really unique study um, that I'll I guess I'll get into now. So basically, the study was set up where two millionaires, ten uh, multimillionaires—I don't know—each one donated one million dollars. So you've got a two million dollar pot, mm-hmm. U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, how many recipients? In total, two hundred. So each one's getting ten k. Ten grand. Okay. And what's interesting is how do you how do you advertise this? How do you get these people to sign up? Because if you if you tell them you're going to get ten k, you would have half of planet Earth signing up immediately, at least. So I'll show you the very first tweet uh, from TED. A lot of you are probably familiar with the TED media organization. They do the famous TED Talks. They've been doing them since 1984. And they have a, I don't even know what to call it now. Is it a Twitter account? No, it's an X account. And they posted back in December 2020, this really um, enigmatic tweet. You can maybe read it there, Gabe. Okay, this is big. I'm
1: recruiting people to participate in a one-of-its-kind social experiment. It will be exciting, surprising, somewhat time-consuming, possibly stressful, but possibly also
0: life-changing with a big picture, question mark, mystery experiment. Yeah, the hashtag mystery experiment is Mm -hmm. where you can kind of follow this whole story in addition to the actual scientific paper, which I'll get to in a second. So this was posted in December 2020. Uh, middle of the COVID pandemic. I think the first vaccines were being rolled out. A lot of people online, you had to be following this account or see that tweet. And you're like, what? Mystery experiment. Hmm. Hmm, Maybe I should sign up. People signed up not knowing what it was. And 200 people like Willy Wonka got the 10 grand? The golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And they got this, this, this email in their inbox. And um, I followed some of the tweets where people, they won, you know, they got through. And some of them legitimately thought this was a scam operation that they were gonna get tricked, tricked into losing money. So it actually required the head of TED to send a personalized video saying, no, 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 this is real. You really are going to get a PayPal transfer okay. of $10,000. And okay. it's like, okay, so what are the conditions on this one? Yeah. Um, they had a select list of countries, first of all, the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia in the list of high income con- countries. English speaking world, yeah, okay. And the other ones were Indonesia, Brazil, and... Kenya. Okay. And so you had to be in those countries and then you were split up into two groups. So 100 in one group, 100 in the other. So in the one group, they're going to give you 10K and you just have to fill out these surveys at month one, month two, month three, and month six. You how had, are you spending the cash? How are you spending, what are you doing with it? Okay. And you had to get rid of all of it by month three. Month three. That was one of the conditions. Mm. One of the other conditions, you had to have at least 100 followers on Twitter. So this is really, or X. I'm out. X, you, oh, you, you're not even, do you have one? <laughs> okay. Do you have one follower? Get back to the sides. So it, you, a couple conditions there, but once you met him, you got the cash transfer. In group one, do whatever you want, just fill out the surveys. Group two, do whatever you want with it, fill out the surveys, but tweet about it. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the point, I would say, of this study. Do people, first of all, what do they do when they suddenly get a windfall? Yeah. And secondly, do they behave differently with that money if they know they're going to publicly public, talk about public. it.
1: Okay, well, what did the first group do? The ones who didn't have to tweet about it.
0: Um, if, if you're going to group them both together, and that's what the authors did, and it does make the most sense, most of them, uh, their official number is most of them gave away most of their money. Really, which is crazy when you think that for some of these people in the countries where, let's say, the average dual income in a household is a hundred thousand dollars, pay off
1: your debt. Yeah,
0: right. But so if if you're making like if you're living with someone and together you make a hundred thousand dollars, this is ten percent more than you would make. So it's a nice, it's nice, mm-hmm. but it's not completely life altering. In some of the other countries where the average income might be eight thousand, a year, this is more than double your annual salary, and yet amongst everyone, they basically did the same things which is an indication that they that human beings kind of operate the same way when they get this windfall. Mm-hmm. So of the 10,000, on average, it was 6,400. 6,400 went to other people. Donated. Uh, of, well, went to other people. 1,700 was donated to charities. Mm-hmm. So really giving it away, yeah. truly giving it away. I think some people might say that's that is what donation is in that sense. And the other 5,000 was given to a friend or... Uh, friends, family, family members, colleagues, somebody, somebody in need that they happen to know. Um, and yeah, together all in all, that was 6,400. What I found interesting is if you dive into the data, there were some differences between the group that posted or that had to post or were supposed to post about what they did. Um, If you were going public with the information about what you did, you tended to straight up donate to charities which might tie into the fact that there is there is sort of some... Altruism, but only if people are watching, right? Self-interested yeah. altruism. It yeah. feels really good when people know I'm a good person, doesn't yeah. it? it I like special. when they know that Connor's yeah. so nice and he's so <laughs> generous and so whatever. And just to, to be clear, that number, it was like, if you were privately doing whatever you wanted with the money, you gave 15% to charities. If you had to be public about it and let everyone know, that number jumps up to 23%.
1: So that was the main takeaway then, that people give or, or more willing to give if the rest of the world is watching. That was the insight.
0: No, they're, they're more willing to give to charities if people are watching. But in general, they're very generous. Okay, very Surprisingly generous. In I the think, real I, world. I, it, yeah. it, it rejects the idea that we all kind of have had instilled in us. Homo economicus, Adam Smith. You know, the free hand of the market. I'm a I'm a selfish, greedy individual. I'm gonna take that money and run. Yeah. That's not what happens. Utilitarianism all the way to the end. And yeah, right at self-serving right at the end of their uh, their research paper. Again, this was published in psychological science. You can read it yourself. Who cares? You could kind of argue. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna win the lottery, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think so. I hope I do, but I'm probably not going to. No, you're
1: probably not going to win
0: it. What they're saying is, uh, although receiving $10,000 as a windfall does not happen every day, as much as $36 trillion, U.S. dollars will be passed down to future generations as gifts in the form of inheritances over the coming decades in the United States alone. This experiment not only informs our theoretical understanding of generosity, but also carries the hopeful implication that this massive intergenerational transfer of wealth could be passed on for the common good. It gives us an idea of what people do with it and really how happy it makes us and how how good it feels to... To be able to share it with other people, and it's it's kind of we don't talk about, about a lot of hopeful studies hmm. or like like inspiring, optimistic. But I I thought that one fit into the pattern of them or the relatively few studies like that. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Brent. And I guess the question for the listeners: What would you do with ten grand? Well, they might do. Or are you? Yeah. Would you? Are you surprised that people actually are giving to others?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and would they would they be like? My favorite participant in the study, who was nowhere to be found, and this was very deep in the scientific paper, one participant failed to complete any surveys. Data missing. So whoever he or she was. Did he get the money? Got a $10,000 <laughs> PayPal transfer and was like, jokes on you, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not actually 200 people. It's 199. and Some others only spent 1,000, four of them. And then they had 9k left and when the study what did Ted what did Ted do? Did they t- force them to pay him back? I don't think so. Well, they probably saved it. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, so kind in of. The I, mean, bank. I guess some, that's an act of thing. A lot of a lot what of. What would different... you have done with 10 grand? Oh uh, <sighs> Really quick. I, I, I have no va- a vacation with my family would be part of it. Where are you going? I'd, I'd say half. Um It would have to be a place that we I don't know, the Maldives. Someplace like that would, it's like too luxurious and too out of budget. Maybe an African safari, something that's expensive, prohibitively expensive, but now we can finally do it. But that would be like half of it. It's funny because I think I would have done, okay, five, you know, five for me and then five, let's do something good. Let's do something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Uh, I don't know. No idea. Okay. Good answer. Let me see. Go to the movies. (laughs) The movies, plural. That's it for now. Bye. No. Email
1: us with your oh yeah, email oh yeah, if you guys wanna know then SU at DW.com. That's how we do it.
0: Science unscripted.